Yeah, what's this oh. killer opening you have? Okay, well, so gentlemen, um, I've got a question for you. If you had to describe the flavor of purple, what would it be? Grape. Okay. Yeah, grape. It would be grape or berry or berry with vanilla, to paraphrase my coworker Nick. Okay, so I, I have had a, a, a jaunt into a purple-ish beverage known as the Grimace Shake oh. fairly recently. You mean that um, thing I had today that I was going to talk about? That's what you were alluding to? That's oh, what I dude, was alluding that's... to, the flavor of purple. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the psychoactive mental connection we have. How did I even guess that? It's just, I don't know. I was literally throwing it out there. Okay, really? Well, so because you had purple. Two? Yeah, uh, my so I I would there was all this weird hubbub on the Twitters and the social medias about Grimace taking over the uh, the account. It's like, hey, I'm taking over this account, and then McDonald's announced it was Grimace's birthday with this new shake um, that's there for a limited time, which is I guess Grimace flavored, and it's the flavor of purple, which I I used to think was grape, but mm -hmm. now I can describe it as synthetic berry mishmash. Yeah, it's like a blueberry also known muffin. As the flavor of, of Grimace. So now we know what Grimace tastes like. <laughs> Heather wakes me up at about 12 o'clock. I'm, I'm dead asleep. And she's like, hey, do you want to try the Grimace shake? And I try it. And it's like, I'm like, what's the synthetic garbage? And she's like, I don't know. And so I take another sip of it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's like a blueberry muffin, which is about as far from purple as you can get, considering purple isn't even in the name of the fruit that it's after so uh, i prefer the i prefer the blueberry pies but that's just me there's this one tweet that i saw there's a grimace in the back of every mcdonald's that is screaming in pain as they milk it. the grimace <laughs> shake is not worth it uh, this wasn't in the mcdonald's.fandom wikipedia that i was looking at right now so i don't know man and the follow-up tweet was Okay, just ran inside this McDonald's to unhook Grimace from the milking machine, and he was like, I'm fine, and started moaning. Those wikis are always filled with the most unholy abominations of lore I think I've ever come across. It's like, oh, you scroll down far enough, and you're going to find out Grimace, eight inches, uncut. It's like, all right, <laughs> so, back to a safe search. Looking at this weird promotion with mcdonald's it is it's grimace's birthday they're bringing back all their mascots which is wonky and insane for me because they brought back hamburglar um they brought back grimace who's coming back next I, I i hope it's not ronald because no one wants a clown please just don't. he's not a clown <laughs> i have the clown when you can have the whole circus wait wh what how is he not a clown what is he then if he's not a clown he's just a burger boy like i don't know like i never thought of him as a clown He's a clown. He doesn't make anyone it. laugh, though. He just makes hey, everyone. As someone who's seen, don't make as someone laugh. who's seen Super Size Me a good fifteen times, I can confirm that he is a clown. I mean, let's be serious. Here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's be serious about a clown. Yeah. Why Insert so serious? Dark Knight joke. Mm, I hated the Dark Knight. Looking back at it, it was not good, Batman. Um. Anyway, like, how would you judge the success of this campaign to introduce this limited time? synthetic hellhole mishmash of a shake which actually wasn't that bad it's about as well as they did it with the shamrock shake 
if you know it's going to be available for a limited time, you're going to be like, oh, I got to buy that. And really, mm -hmm. if they pull the same thing like they do with the McRib, oh, it's the last time. Okay. Then if enough people like this flavor and it catches on, then it'll be a staple like how they do the holiday pies. The problem is, is that with the holiday pies, there was like a good five-year gap when they stopped selling them. So when they did sell them again, it was like, oh, holy shit. Like, like you're serious, right? I don't know. I, I think I'm just biased because I prefer the taste of mint. But if I want a blueberry muffin, I can easily have one of the, the many that are in those like 30 packs that you get from Ralph's. But Sebastian, what if you just don't want to chew? I if guess you want to my... slurp up that blueberry muffin, but it's not a muffin. Instead, it's cold. Drink that grimace juice. like purple felt Muppet. We truly live one in one of the darkest uh, like a food nugget. nutritional times known to man. So I uh, prefer not to comment on that. I, I, I can, think I can, beats... I can get my fetishization of purple monsters elsewhere. <laughs> it's more fun than like Travis Scott McDonald's, oh, like, you know, or. Or the Rosalia this meal. Comes with a 20% chance of death and a black and white video of face touching, apologizing, <laughs> saying how, how sorry he is. It's the I, remorse I never understood those like celebrity partner <clears throat> meals that they had. It's oh, it's stupid. Beast. Yeah. It, it's, it's so dumb. It's like the Cardi B and Offset burger. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's the most unappetizing slop i think i've ever just i think i've ever heard you know you you could you could put that in a pig trough and i wouldn't tell it from the other garbage that you're feeding it (laughs) we know burger king is the superior anyways so not to turn this into a fast food debate but i always had fun with the burger king and his ps2 games you know there was never didn't have a ps2 back in the day would i there's like an actual legit following for those games still like i talked about like sneak king and and sneak king yeah. yeah, there's. I I don't know if we were this week in Geek yet, or if we were still in Believe in Overwatch League. But on the other podcast, we talked about it. There was a guy who like will go out and buy as many copies of these Burger King games as he can, and he's just collecting them for no apparent reason. Hmm. I think he's got he's got several hundred of them at this point. I think just for shits and giggles. That's awesome. It's like the Overwatch, dude on Watch Man social media who's going through old VHS copies of Shrek because they have one IKEA or one free ice cream and he hasn't got IKEA yet. You said Overwatch, my my receptors just started firing off of my brain because I'll never forget the day I saw the tweet. You know, you, you may not like Overwatch, but that blender porn hit hit the internet like crack hit low income housing in the eighties. We just didn't see it coming. They no. had the the reason why was because that they had very good models that were applicable with the current software. They had two good models. That's exactly. The problem. It was they, like... they were they were they were easy to hack. Yeah. They were they were easy to import into the current software, and there was a wide variety of characters. So yeah, the internet went crazy. That is the reason why there is so much goddamn Overwatch porn out there. Of course, of course. It's like you Ryan looking the- down. It's like he's looking looking up <laughs> as we speak. It's like, you, it's like, have you played the game? It's like, no, you don't need to play the game at this point. Okay, <laughs> you, you can get your full. We get all of the lore, full history need, lesson. We don't need the PVE. We just we'll get the lore from the porn. Yeah, it's more coherent anyway. Mm-hmm. Now back to you, Ryan. Yeah, anyway, regularly scheduled programming, which I have derailed for my blueberry monster goose slurp 
discussion. Well, I, as if it I was have, ever on rails. <laughs> I have something I was going to add to it, uh, just because. Let's not forget Grimace. Uh, Grimace once had a bit of a uh, let's just say business relationship with a certain recent two hundred percent more indicted president than any other president in American history. God, you hand Is the it baton because to he Ryan makes me grimace makes every single time I hear his name? Uh, <laughs> at one point in, I don't know if it was like the late, I was in 2002, there was a McDonald's commercial where Donald Trump is with Grimace and he's talking to Grimace and they're hanging out in Trump Tower. And it, I think all had to do with the $1 big and tasty burger, which I think was discontinued in 2000. Oh, God, my dad used to order that. Oh, that's I used, sad. Dad used to order yeah. that every time. And then one time we went to McDonald's, he tried to order it. And the, the person behind the counter is just like, what are you talking about? What is that? What's a big and tasty? I think My it's dad, like was so heartbroken. It they... was like a it was like a sandwich kind of thing. That's the best I can describe it as because <laughs> they never really fully explained it and supersized me. It was this greasy, gross. Let me look this up. Mayonnaise. It's infected. just a regular hamburger. It's it just a had... hamburger, but it, it just has something on it. And the only thing that I remember hearing it from the, about it from the documentary was, oh, it comes with mayonnaise. And I'm like, okay, I'm already not interested. And that just sent it over the edge. And... According to Wikipedia, ketchup, mayonnaise, slivered onions, whatever, two dill pickle slices, leaf lettuce, one tomato slice. But I think the big deal was that, you know, McDonald's cheeseburgers were just little meat breads. So this was a big deal. Yeah, they had the Texas home style burger, which is which was similar to the big and tasty. Um, but they were only served in Texas. So there were some there were some specialties. Do they still have those Angus burgers where like one was barbecue and one was like a spicy barbecue burger? The Angus no. third pounders? I think no, it, some anymore. of them they do. Okay. I remember getting those a lot when I was younger, uh when I did eat McDonald's. But um yeah, no, as far as I know, the big tasty, uh, rather the big and tasty, and then the big tasty, which the only subtle difference, uh, and I, Drew already has it in front of him, I know, uh, Wikipedia, with the big tasty, it's three slices of Emmental cheese and big tasty sauce, which was a smoke flavor, um, which has okay. a smoke flavor. And I think I saw this earlier today when I looked it up, because yes, I had a discussion already about Grimace and the shake, and Trump and Grimace's relationship, so it's just like poetry. Uh, I guess the big and God, shut up with that line. <laughs> at McDonald's locations in U.S. Army and Naval bases, including uh, the restaurant at the U.S. Naval base in Yokosuka. Hmm. But of course it was discontinued January 1st, 2011. They had a TV commercial where Trump walks out and he's like, I know all about deals, and he's it's everything you've come to see and recognize. It's the hand gestures. It's the, the I'm all about the best can, deals. It was when we could appreciate Trump for being an actor because, oh, that one scene in Home Alone. Remember that, guys? And, you know, we didn't have the negative connotations associated with him. Yet. And so. he's like, you know, I know a lot about deals, but this burger, I've never seen a better burger in my life. How'd you do it, Grimace? How'd you do it? And Grimace is just sitting there like this. And he's blinking, and there's like this little blinking sound. And then it cuts back to Trump, and he just kind of does this this very stern, like, approval look. 
And then the commercial ends, and he's got his arm around Grimace. Yes, Donald Trump and future running mate Grimace uh, looking upon New York City. If we could guarantee that Grimace Trump and take over, I would vote for that team. <laughs> if we could guarantee that Grimace would take the fall for us and just whack him, I would vote for Grimace. Hamburglar activities. Yeah. Gr Grimace is too pure for that. I think Irish, I think in the lore, he's actually a villain. Grimace? I've watched a lot of weird history food videos. <laughs> they get into the YouTube videos. We, shocked face cut out over that's like a hamburger. What I, that's what I do during my lunch yeah. breaks. I watch 15 minute weird history food videos while I'm eating non weird food. So. The dark secret behind the mixed and tasty. Yeah, I love that stuff. But, um, yeah, there's just... engaging content, yo. <laughs> it's perfect time engaging for me to... content, both in air quotes. <laughs> you forgot the yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and they're just looking out on the you know New York skyline, and Trump's like, you know, we're gonna do a lot of great things, Grimace, and New York skyline. What New York skyline? Oh, the thing that looks like Blade Runner. The, that, that was uh, LA. smoke pouring in from Canada. I thought that was New York. Or was that L.A.? Okay, That's supposed well, to be L.A. All right. Well, it further strengthens my argument that, uh, you know, you go outside and it's just an apocalyptic wasteland, regardless of which coast you're at. So, I mean, some apocalyptic coasts have yeah. naked on it arm is just dancing around and telling you to live your dreams or whatever. Mm -hmm. I take that apocalyptic skyline any day. Where's the guy in the fallout mask when you need him? <laughs> the leader of the Mojave. Oh, God. You sent it to us. Yes, I did. Because, believe me, I, I vividly remember this uh, at some point being brought up during his presidency. I don't honestly know if I remember seeing it on TV. I might have. I, I genuinely don't know. I, this does not ring any bells to me at all until I watch it. I probably did not see it. The only recollection I have that makes me think I remember seeing it on TV is just quite simply the fact that Grimace sits there and just blinks, and there's no, there's no nothing from him. There's no interaction. There's no oh, I think uh, nothing. It's just him looking petrified for no obvious reason. So, and that was long before I had any concept of. I don't even think The Apprentice was even on TV yet. Rare footage of Trump meeting with his top policy advisor. Oh, YouTube comments. <laughs> I'm just surprised there was a time period where Mancini was ignorant to the politics around him. That could have been a very different podcast idea had you not decided to go down that route. Oh, God. Oh, man. Can you imagine just being one of those generic review channels or review podcasts? Oh, what's in the news today? And it's like, well, not much. <laughs> Bullshit and hellfire, just as yeah. always. <laughs> I know, I feel like... The guy being like, oh, it's not much. I feel like as though we've been cursed this year with like, oh, you know, slow year, not a lot happening, and it's true. I mean, it's... I, I have those moments leading up to episode 170 where I'm like, wow, we're, we're less of a news podcast, and that's okay. After four years of just... Or more than... 2016 to 2022 let's say six years after six years of literally oh god it's it's terrible we're, we're gonna die every second oh god what did he tweet this morning I, i'll take a slow year i'll gladly take a slow year yeah you live long enough to see yourself become the young turks or something <laughs> that's 
that's just a fate worse than death at that point because i can't find any video online or something to the effect of like oh i just want to see like a raw video right and all the videos that i see are now tyt and then the title of the original video that i guess is like delisted from youtube and you mm. typically see this with like a, a lot of conservative talk show hosts or like conservative youtube channels from back in the day and it's like i just want to find that one deranged audio clip but instead i have to find the young turks version of you reacting to it i'm like chank shut the fuck up okay let me th find what i'm looking for here uh, I don't know if it was like shadow banned or whatever, but you lending yourself to the commentary of a 13 year old audio clip is like, it's not helping. <laughs> and I mean, bias aside, it's just not good content. So I, I, I pray for the reaction channels on YouTube because if there was nothing to react to, they wouldn't have a channel. Remember when the Fine Brothers tried to trademark the word react? <laughs> oh man that went up like a fart in church but it was funny to for them to receive their comeuppance and basically for them to just be like oh lawsuit didn't pan out guys i'm like oh really <laughs> you, you think oxford and you know like the the word being in the dictionary and like public use might have something to do with it uh, i had to look this up i, I yeah, they tried to. It's like Kim Kardashian that. trying to trademark kimono because she thinks she's cute. Kimono. She tried. She tried creating a clothing brand line and tried trademarking the name kimono because oh, she's Kim, Kim Kardashian. Ono. Like we need another Kim and we need another Ono. That'd be nice. That Ew, be could nice. you imagine that? Just the insipid nature of a, a an album with them. I try not to imagine it. I'd cut off my ears first. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I can only take so much screeching. Oh, uh, uh, it's you guys are using. And all that's the right... even before Yoko comes in. <laughs> yeah, I think the 38 special may have been a uh, less of a firearm and more of a guardian angel. I digress. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, oh, for a second, I thought uh, Sebastian was about to put us through the, the barrel of a, I don't know, something with what you just did. Either that or, or the, I was about to watch the James Bond gun barrel sequence. With, with no, it, it's called having an adjustable camera. It's called uh, improv improving your visual budget. Uh, movie studios wouldn't know anything about that. But this camera that I'm using is uh, it's a razor, like a razor Kai something. It was 60 bucks and I got it on sale and I was just like, all right, let's let's see what this can do. And it can do. It has like a light on it. Apparently it has a microphone, but it sounds like I'm going through a damn wind tunnel when I use it. So hence the blue snowball. But yeah, it's uh gives a nice perspective to the show. This audio only medium. So <laughs> viewers can only imagine what we're seeing right now. The sights that Sebastian's <laughs> taking this on. Oh man! You, you wanted put that rule, away. I didn't. You wanted I didn't rule thirty-four Mars on life. Too bad. <laughs> oh, Three people in the world know about it. That's the subscriber-only special here on Anchor.com. The Patreons. Uh, you guys used the the triggering words of Ono oh, and Imagine because uh, Beatles were in the news, and I nearly blew a gasket. Uh, just reading a headline from AP: The Beatles are releasing their 
last record. AI helped make it possible. Oh, God. I think we've reached the end of everything at this point, if this is the way things are going to go, where Paul McCartney's like, oh, yeah, it's it's the last Beatles song, and it's coming out at the end of 2023. And it's just like, no, 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 no. It's not done yet? Are they like, what's going on? What's no, so see, uh, chat GPT <clears throat> hasn't generated the lyrics yet. <laughs> <laughs> so the the short story is McCartney, 80, told the BBC that that the technology was used to separate the Beatles' voices from background sounds during the making of director Peter Jackson's 2021 documentary series, The Beatles Get Back, which we've already talked about. Uh, so, there was some demo at some point that John Lennon had been working on that Paul McCartney's like, oh, we're going to use that. And... Uh, he didn't specify what the demo was, but apparently, according to the BBC and others, uh, as the AP put it, said it was likely to be an unfinished 1978 love song by Lennon called Now and Then. Uh, the demo was included on a cassette labeled For Paul that McCartney received from Lennon's widow, Yoko Ono, the BBC reported. McCartney described AI technology as, quote, kind of scary but exciting, adding, we'll just have to see where that leads. <sighs> Minor digression. My first problem with all this is that it says the Minor Beatles digression. are releasing their last I'm record. Stopwatch. Uh, <laughs> the Beatles are releasing their last record. Um, no, there are no Beatles. There's two Beatles. There are no Beatles. There's no. The band is not going to have a reunion because the whole idea amongst the four of them was the four of us are the Beatles. If something happens to one of us. It's not a reunion if the three of us get together. Like it's well, I a... mean, you could very easily put the two of them in the ground and they could reunite that way before this comes out. <laughs> They're uh, close. You're, you're, I mean, what you're, makes you've got what death makes on you your think, mind tonight, Matt? What <laughs> makes you think that when the remaining had two McDonald's, Beatles I'm, I'm pass getting close away, what makes you think that with the technology that they have, when the remaining two Beatles pass away, that they aren't going to take this and run with it? Like, oh, now all four of them are gone. Well, guess we're just going to have to make more tribute songs with AI technology. And That's why this is so stupid, because you're just well, opening the door for artists to no longer really have a purpose. But so, what scares me, if too, I didn't is that, respect you before, yeah. Paul McCartney, I don't respect you now. What mm -hmm. scares me, too, is that the Beatles had this thing where they could, like, take a genre, run with it, and then set the bar while they were at it. So... It worries me if this album is going to end up actually halfway decent and then the remaining two Beatles pass away and then someone's going to be like, oh, well, we got to make more of it because the first AI album was so good. I mean, I'm only tinfoil well, hat see, this speculating. This is why we need but... the, the writer's strike right now because that's what's that's the only thing preventing studios from... And also, they're trying to do it with, with actors too where like... They're like Netflix is putting it in contracts now that we can use your likeness, your voice, your image mm -hmm. in perpetuity for whatever future. And I, I read this on the Twig Pod, but like whatever whatever technology may be coming now in the future in perpetuity for this and and known galaxies or whatever, it's like in the contract known galaxies. So they're implying that if if and when the aliens come, we can use their technology to shamelessly reproduce your shambling corpse for profit. Yeah. Yeah. So, And at this point, the whole idea is 
okay, it's going off of a song that John made in 1978. Okay, so... This whole idea that it's the Beatles, okay, so I guess Paul had input, I would assume Ringo had input, and of course John gave it to Paul. You're still one Beatle short, I hate to break it to you, Mr. McCartney. And again, the whole idea that this is going to be, it's, it's just going to apparently be the one song. The Beatles have done this before when they released their um, anthology albums, where they re-released a John Lennon song called Real Love, and they spliced it and intercut it with more music by the surviving Beatles. So that way it was as though all four Beatles were contributing to this one song. And this was during like some big moment in the 90s where and there were photographs and George Martin, who's, he was, he's also out of the picture. He's, he passed away in recent years too. He's often considered the fifth Beatle. He was basically their producer. And he was there, George, Ringo, Paul, they were all there. But it still felt weird because it's like, yeah, but John's not really there. So you're, and you're re-releasing one of his own songs that, yeah, might have been for the Beatles, but guess what? He said, screw it, I'm taking it. So at first I thought that Now and Then was on sort of an extended, I don't want to say extended album, but basically it was a posthumous album that Yoko Ono released in, I think it was in 1984, that was sort of an extension on the last album that her and John did, um, Double Fantasy, called Milk and Honey, and I'm not seeing Now and Then on there. I Because there's a lot of incomplete songs on this album. So it's not even something I've heard of, and I've probably, out of the four of us, have heard more Beatles stuff than you probably want to hear in your lifetime, um, along with solo stuff. Ugh, I just I find it very disturbing and, frankly, dumb. Um, well, what happens if you like it, though? <laughs> what happens if you like think it's catchy? No, worse, worse. What if it's made into a TikTok sound? Oh God! <laughs> and then you really gotta hate it. Well, that's always been the the problem, I think. For and it's gonna be the problem for you know everybody. Really, is we've lived so long knowing that the Beatles' music is finite. Um, as is John Lennon's music, as is George Harrison's music. So for Paul McCartney, and that's the other thing, it's only Paul McCartney that's been talking about it. There's been nothing about Ringo being like, you know, all uh, convenient. I got props. Oh, peace, love. Oh, yes, we have a song coming out at the end of the year. Oh, 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 oh. Like none of that. Um, listeners, I was doing my peace signs with my sunglasses on because that's literally all Ringo does these days. Um, but... Uh, and the old lady dance that my grandmother used to do. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just, will I listen to it? Sure. At the same time, the AI influence, it's one thing when you're trying to sift through a bunch of old audio from the 60s to help flesh out a documentary. But when you're trying to push this out as original entertainment and say it's the Beatles, when two of them are gone, yes. John's vocals are in there from 1978, which is post Beatles. It, it, there's so many, there's so much semantics to it that I'm just like, okay, Paul, you're. It, it was bad enough when Michael Jackson had the rights to the Beatles music. Now you need to really just let go. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they made Tupac's po posthumous albums with AI, but I mean, nobody had a problem with changes coming out after he died, where they just, I, I suppose. Handpicked his lyrics to be like, 
got to make changes. And it's just like, you know, did he, I don't know if they, he wrote, I don't know the story of that song, if they wrote it while he was still alive or not. But mm-hmm. I wonder if some of the same sentiments came from, for instance, the holograms when we had uh, Tupac hologram at Coachella. Um, people were kind of like, oh, no, they're going to do this. And now, like, holograms are few and far between. I know they're, like, really hard to put together. But um, I, I just feel like it's also early days in the AI realm where it's a worry now. But, like, is it really going to catch on? Like, the, I know Drake has, like, 15 new albums on YouTube that are made with AI. And, like, one song has caught on. But I think people are clearly still craving (laughs) Drake's originality, but like they're still craving like authentic Drake, even though the AI songs admittedly have some bangers, but I feel like the, the jury's still out. I I feel like we can't really make it too much of a judgment because it's so such a novelty. So I'm going to go into this Beatles song with an open mind. I mean, Paul McCartney is a fame whore. So I kind of figured this, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, he did a song with Kanye West and Rihanna like he oh god still, did he yeah and he's yeah. still on tour or he was on tour recently i saw him a couple years ago is so it's he a, any good because i saw him do his super bowl halftime show and i'm like how the fuck is this guy famous well I mean, Paul to, yes oh my god <laughs> to, he, did to a, each... he did the super bowl <laughs> halftime show a couple years ago and it was atrocious you couldn't understand a word the man said he just kind of stood up there and mumbled for 20 minutes he's definitely stiff but He's still the greatest songwriter of all time, you know, let's say critically, but also just record sales. I mean, he also did hit stuff for Michael Jackson and so forth. So like Mm -hmm. this dude, one of his songs that he did in the 80s, he said, like, I bet he just made a bet. Like, I bet I could write a song and it'll be a hit. And I think it was called like Silly Love Song or something. And the chorus is just I love you. And he just like bullshitted it. So like he is the greatest songwriter maybe of our lifetime. So I'm going to this with open mind. I mean, it, he's a fame whore, but, but also I feel like he doesn't put out like crap. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about well, it, the topic. Even to that point with, uh, you know, one of my least favorite Christmas songs ever. And there's a lot of them that I can't stand, but his uh, wonderful Christmas time song. I every time I Do hear you just it, hate during... that because it's overplayed because that's that's a reason that's to part despise of it. it. But it's, it's also just, just like... repetitive. Like I've also heard that it's I, oh what well, oh what so, so so yellow submarine wasn't repetitive oh you're in a yellow yeah but there was actual <laughs> lyrics okay, in okay, between okay, my favorite I, thing I, I about um about about to have wonderful Christmas time is it's the theory that like it, they're actually trying to do like some witchcraft seance thing and then when they say simply having a wonderful Christmas time someone walks into the room and they have to pretend that they're doing something completely normal but they're not they're they're just like covering up the fact that they're trying to do some witchcraft. Because, like, the moon is right. Um, spirits up. Spirits up. We're here uh, tonight. That's enough. And, like, they're, they're, it's full moon. Spirits are present. Oh, shit. Someone's walking in. We're having Christmas. We're having Christmas. We're having Christmas. They're gone. Okay. <laughs> let's get back to the ritual. Man. Um, if Mancini heard Daft Punks around the world, I think he'd about to have, have a stroke. <laughs> well, and then let's not forget Paul McCartney <laughs> doing his little lyrics. hologram. Uh, "Quote unquote hologram music video for what was the video game Destiny? Mm. Ew. Yeah, he did like a music video for it where he's literally just doing this like hand hands out hand gesture thing as a little hologram, like he's addressing every I don't know grunt and soldier and space marine in the universe. That's Some like I'm ready to go into battle, game. but I gotta listen to the." 
president of the Why universe. Why would Destiny pay Some people him get to do paid this? a king's ransom. You said it. He's a nothing. he's a fame whore. And yeah, you said I, I, still, I judge Destiny for that choice, though. I do too. I also, even though I despise Kanye West, I still find it hilarious that he literally turned around after doing a, basically doing a duet with uh, Paul McCartney, and Kanye was like, and and a lot of people wondered, is he kidding? Is he stupid? Is he joking? What's going on? Where he was like, you know, that Paul McCartney, you know, he hasn't done much, but he's going places, and it was like. <laughs> You do realize who you're just performing with, right? Somebody that is going to be well-remembered long after you're... Anyway. As someone who hates AI and thinks it's a monstrosity and it should not be used to the extent that people are trying to use it now, like, what if, what if it catches on and just... This is my my morbid... Despisal? I don't know what the word is, but I despise George Lucas. Maisel? What if when George Lucas dies... What if, he, what if when he dies... We take the original Star Wars movies and put them back to the way they were and get rid of all like the digital retouching he did with Han and whatever. What I think if some guys are doing AI that, like but yeah. That? You got third parties doing that, but here's the problem with Disney. He when he signed to hand Lucasfilm over to Disney, he basically said you can either you can neither uh retouch or you know, I don't know, devolve the original trilogy from where they are circa 2015, or excuse me, 2012. But also, by the way, here's a few more things I wanted to add in. So that's why, for example, the Disney Plus version of A New Hope has that awkward moment where Greedo has to say one more line of dialogue that he's never said for about 40 years. But for some reason, Disney Plus was like, no, George Lucas wanted us to do this because we paid him like $40 million, and so therefore Greedo must say McClunky before he gets blown to smithereens, and it's like... No, 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 he says something, something, ya Oscar, or whatever. <laughs> no, they, they added, I don't know if they've since removed it, but they, I vividly remember it being hot on the internet when mm. he says McClunky, and they, McClunky. it was almost like they just took previously used footage and then just took the audio out where he's doing his weird little right mouth. right i don't know what that thing is on greedo's face but um but drew you also raise a good point about the whole tupac thing going off of this article uh the same ai technology enabled mccartney to quote duet virtually with lennon who was murdered in 1980 on i've got a feeling last year at glastonbury festival and i remember seeing that and just thinking okay this is this is weird. Like, and I, I know that like some artists have done that where it's like, Oh, it's Freddie Mercury. But it's like, yeah, but at that point you're, you've just paid hundreds of dollars to listen to a song that you could hear on the radio. The difference is, is that the music, not necessarily the vocals, but the music is live and by the original band members, but the vocals are from what you could hear on your iPhone. Yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely side with Matt in terms of the whole AI threat to artists and yeah. creatives. But if you really want blasphemy, Ryan, uh, I was just looking up Paul McCartney AI. No one's leaked the song, but I'm like, is there a snippet? Um, there's a My Sweet Lord cover by Paul McCartney that sounds pretty decent. So, hmm. dude, like that, that's good. See, that's the kind of the fun thing, too. It's like somebody's going to. If they haven't already, like, you know, redub Jar Jar Binks as Luke Skywalker for all, all nine movies. Like, this is the kind of stuff that AI, like, is going to be fun for. 
So I feel like, I don't know if that's going to outweigh some of the, you know, creative concerns, but like, I know people are going to have fun with it. You know, there's, yeah, there's endless possibilities. So I, Paul McCartney is again, a fame whore, but I'm taking this with a grain of salt. Let's hear the song. It might be forgettable. I mean, I know his song with Kanye got like hundreds of millions of listens, but I'd never heard it. So um, we're not as target on to it live, like on air. I mean, what are the what are the copyrights to an AI song? When the song does come out, the four of us can show some restraint, hold off on saving it for an episode and basically being like, wow, that was awful. Or wow, that was not as bad as Ryan made it out to be. But the argument with AI still stands. That's scarily awful you know well, apple still has some sway the you know the the label that the beatles had with all their music i mean that's why obviously i couldn't play any beatles music on this show otherwise i would all the time for some reason we could do um, a we could do a snippet and then we'll have 10 minutes of commentary so we'll do like five seconds all oh, that lyric was bad that, <laughs> that 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 synthesizer rift i mean it's all ai generated so you know the whole thing with like oh auto-tuning sounding bad but you can tell when someone's using auto-tune like is it going to be like that where not only is this not a voice from a human that has sung this live but like are they just going to auto-tune the shit out of it like is that what ai's default's going to be i mean they already auto-tune everything yeah and that's kind of my question you know i i want to take it with a grain of salt but also i'm trying to prepare myself for the worst because as someone who doesn't listen to the beatles say as much as ryan or potentially you know you three collectively in contrast to me oh i never listen to the beatles if i can help it okay then you can probably pick up on more of the astute details whereas i'll just be like oh okay uh <laughs> That was a song, and uh, it was made in this year. And aside from making fun of the lyrics, like going on like genius lyrics or whatever, trying to decipher whatever new rap song is in the news, and uh, and how they're supposed to be all sentimental and deep. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm kind of looking forward to it now. That could be a good reaction episode. So, what's worse, if this song is good or if this song is bad? If the song is bad, because then we'll have nothing to talk about after that. <laughs> no, because talk about it's bad. It's I, I'm bad, talking about we'll like in the bad. context of like and we'll universally of if like it's everything. Good, if it's good, like I think the if remaining good, boomers are gonna yeah. carry this. You know what goes on the radio, like dude. Like if this song is good, music might <laughs> might be over. If it's good, boomers have to understand that technology is outpacing even them if they have to come to terms with the fact that 2023 produces something that they like. But if it's bad, then the entire music industry and all of its critics are going to have this their day in the sun when they realize, see, this is why organic you know, is much better. Um, I think it'll be a case study for years to come. You know, you get one of the most prolific bands that you want to you know, AI the shit out of as a, as a Frankenstein experiment. Yeah. Give it a shot. Is it going to be good? Well, similar to Trump's indictment, time will tell. What's fascinating about the whole concept of a, a quote unquote new Beatles song in 2023 is that, you know, I already alluded to the anthology from, I want to say that came out like sometime in the 90s-ish, 2000-ish, and there were quite a number of songs on there that 
were either totally different versions of songs that we already know and love or hate, um, or, you know, songs that were basically just recorded elsewhere, like on live TV, or they were just takes of songs. You know, there's at least, like, I don't know, three different versions of Strawberry Fields Forever on one part of the, on one part of the album, so... Which is fine. I mean, you know, don't I don't mind listening to variations on, like, in a weird way, it's kind of like what we got with Get Back, where you are hearing a lot of variations on these songs that you know from later on. Like, I know, I forgot which John Lennon song now that it was, but there was one song that he later took to be one of his own during his solo career that you hear him play and kind of experiment with in Get Back. So... Variations, I mean, it, it, it's it's all connected, it's all related. I know George Harrison, it was the same way. He wanted All Things Must Pass to be a Beatles song. John and Paul were like, bro, we're burnt out and we just want this experiment to be over with. So, no, you know, do whatever with your little song. And George was like, fine, I quit, I'm leaving. And then they had to coerce him to come back. Um, that wasn't the ex exactly the reason why they had to coerce him to come back. Uh, my point is, is that got neighbors doing weird stuff. Uh, I think they're moving out. You know, I heard you talking about the Beatles. And uh, yeah, like, oh hey. man, this guy isn't a fan. Fair <laughs> weather <laughs> ass. Hey, you think that's bad? Police were here earlier. Um, but you know, there's already precedent for something like this. However, I I think it also boils down to something that famously my and I think I've said it before on the show, and it, it's something that my mom's always brought up, which is, and I believe it is that when you listen to Paul McCartney's work there's always this sense that it's his work post Beatles there's always this sense that it sounds incomplete the music is on the right track but something's missing you know the vocals are there but something's also missing and it's basically that you know dare I say that magic that John Lennon brought to the whole singing songwriting collaboration that they had throughout their 10 years the Beatles so while it is there it's also not because John Lennon's been dead for 40 years and again George Harrison has no say in all this so it's like hey man you're still screwing George Harrison over and he's been dead for 20 years and instead you've replaced him and John with I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue of a metal endoskeleton. I'm going to create you a new Beatles song. Oh, look. Oh, no. Now listen to it, people. Like, of course I'll listen to it. Of course we can review it. Uh, I look forward to it. Kind of, sort of. Um, well, I mean, God forbid it was like a David Bowie song or somebody else. Like, see, like what I'm wondering is like, let's say this was a band. I just feel like, of course, like if it's the most famous band in history, but like, what if it was someone more middling? Like, oh, like we're gonna recreate an ACDC song with their original singer. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, considering that you know you got to hand it to ACDC, they had to get sober to save themselves from themselves. But you can't deny that their music completely sucks ass from when they were just coked and drunk out of their mind when they made music. Like, there's no comparison. So then there lies the question: Okay, are we gonna make drunk and and <laughs> high acdc music or sober acdc music well <laughs> that's a good it's point just a completely different environment here right so are we gonna do like ai versions of peak beatles like before 
uh, before the Witch Queen, I mean, Ono joined the party? <laughs> or are we going to do it from an environment, uh, you know, post Snubnose 38 special? You know, it, it's one of those things where I feel like if AI is smart enough to conjure up these lyrics and the instruments and the vocals associated, they can at least nab a time period. You can at least type a prompt into chat GPT and be like, hey, we're looking for something very specific. We're looking for something that the general public is going to want to listen to. We want to capture the hearts and minds of what made this music great in the first place but something that is still good for a 30-second TikTok video for them to nab snippets from. What do you got? I'm not saying it'll be good because the song hasn't been released yet, but time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, and aren't all Beatles songs like three minutes long anyways? Like, no, they're not. But, you know, I do hope that it's like, you know, like this would be cool if he's just like, oh, like, we're going to use AI to make cuts from the white album when they are more hard rock. I'm not a huge fan of like the yellow submarine hippie stuff, but like actually like the early stuff too, where they're just sound like four little boys, like well, she was just 17, you know, problematic. Uh, but, like you want to like, make another AI like Beatles jazz album. Okay. You know, you want to, you want to pick a direction that like, I'll admit that their jazz album didn't they only do like a couple, or was it just one? <laughs> Wait, what? Didn't they, they haven't do, done? Like, a, they never did any jazz album. I thought that they did like something to do with like jazz, or it was a genre that they just were like, "Oh, I'm gonna tackle this." Like, what was that? Bebop. They, they... What, the bebop. <laughs> they, uh, I don't think there's a jazz album, not that I'm aware okay. of. Let me. Let me see here, because I remember that they bit. that they. I mean, they were genre bending, but so like I don't know if you picked out like when I'm 64, like it sounds kind of jazzy, but I mean, that, and I think that's that's what worries me a little bit, and I think too, if the whole idea is we're trying to pick out just the audio of John Lennon in the song, okay, fine, mm -hmm. but again. What's George's contribution? Because he's not around. And then to say, oh, you know. His contribution is being too dead to stop Paul from doing something stupid. Hey, that's mm -hmm. true. Um, Because I, I feel like he would. I feel like he'd be like, no, Paul, bad idea. It just seems to me like it's just coming out for the sake of it. And I think that's the part that I'm just kind of wondering, like, okay, but why now? Why and especially, I mean, that's the other weird thing, is that AI has become such a hot-button topic this year, and just so conveniently, Paul McCartney comes about. I mean, obviously, AI has been influencing things for the last couple of years now, last several, arguably, but the fact that it's like now of all years, it's like, oh, geez, are we really leading up to an AI boom, the likes of which we haven't seen since, uh, you know... If there's, anything, if there's anything brain dead influencers on the internet has have taught me, it's the fact that being relevant is most important in maintaining any sort of presence. And whether you're someone who's just starting off on the internet or someone who's well established in the music industry, I don't deny for a fraction of a second that he's doing it because of relevancy. Yeah. I understand yeah. the whole experimental aspect of it. And I understand that like you put AI and Beatles in the same sentence, you have a Mars on life episode or Mancini takes the helm uh, because he's passionate about the Beatles. 
but the only AI beetle I want to hear about is Blue Beetle from DC. You know, when you when you take uh, when you take Drew's comments about him being an attention whore or a media whore or wh- whatever kind of whore, I don't yeah, See, I don't yeah. Like the street whore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then I don't deny for a second that he's doing this because of notoriety and the chance of it being, you know, yet another trailblazing moment. And it's yeah. like, okay. Oh, it's trailblazing, but uh, I don't know. I'm surprised he hasn't done a song for Ukraine yet. You know, like he would, oh, God. he is totally like, and like he so he came out with like an album recently too. So like, I don't know. It's just like these guys, these super famous people just make deals with the devil. Cause he's also 80 years old. And, you know, back to the discussion of him being so old, like, I guess there's never been a question of him going senile, but like he's 80 years old. So like, You'll you never know. go senile if you have computer programs write your music for you. <laughs> He'll upload just his to brain sound to a like, computer. Just to sure. sound like you're coherent. Yeah. Well, and I, I've stated before that Paul McCartney, you know, he, because he was the co-leader of the band, and he's the surviving co-leader of the band, not by any natural means. Because he got run over in Abbey Road, or was the theory? <laughs> <laughs> I know, he... They killed Paul so many times back in the day, and yet he's the one with the keys to the castle, basically. Like, you know, it, it's a different world if, you know, and obviously there, there's so many hypotheticals here, but it's, I think, a different world if it's 2023 and all four of them, not only are all four of them still alive, I think we've already had that reunion already. You know, I mean, they were kind of looking at a potential reunion in the late 70s going into the 80s and it never happened because of John Lennon's murder. So even in the world of AI, I mean, it's such a hypothetical, but if you've got all four Beatles together, I don't know. I mean, believe me, I see how Sean Lennon is with like his crypto obsession and his apolitical, everyone sucks, you know, this weird combination of, like, progressive politics and what he thought was his dad's politics. It's so, like, like it makes me wonder, would John be that kind of guy if he were alive today? And on top of that, what would he think of AI and what would he think of this and that? I mean, obviously he'd think Trump is terrible, but, you know, it's... Just ask him, uh, well, you can't, but just look at how Nixon treated him. Um, Isn't the guy who shot Lennon out of prison, like, can we... <laughs> Tell, tell him to uh, make a comeback. Yeah, what would he think of the song? <laughs> oh, I, there, there's a podcast guest for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mark David Chapman. Yeah, what, what, what do you think of the new uh, song that features the voice of the guy you murdered? Uh, Dear murdered, Mr. You know? Chapman, we are writing you today <laughs> because we run a small independent <laughs> podcast based in, you know, XYZ. <laughs> Amidst the new news... Hold on, let me hold my... <laughs> Let me hold my keyboard closer so that we can uh, get a real feel for how clicky this is. Uh, Amidst the news of AI and the song and your involvement with the Beatles, just keep it general, we would like to know your thoughts. As a central figure in the Beatles universe. (laughs) Yeah. As, as, as Given your who, impact on the Beatles' history... As who many would consider one who would save Lennon from Yoko Ono, what do you think about... Uh, oh, God. But, anyway... Um, 
I mean, it's amazing. If we can't have all four of them together, at least we can have all four of us on this episode talking about it. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Again, you can you can reunite all four of them. There is a way. It's just kind of messy. Oh, well, hey, at least we got all four of us together. And the only messy thing was... Uh a little bit of bloodthirstiness among some of you guys, but that's okay. <laughs> I guess I am dehydrated, Ryan. I haven't drank since dinner time. So you're just thirsty. Yes. <laughs> In multiple ways. Okay. And on that note, uh, unless anyone has any final thoughts before we, uh, sail off into the night, drink the grimace juice. I wouldn't, but <laughs> drink the grimace it, it juice. Is, it is a free country, so uh, isn't it like your, six dollars? Mind your calories, I guess. Six dollars for a milkshake? That better be a damn good milkshake. I've seen okay, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all six dollars now. Six dollars, really? Oh, inflation. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and I hope uh, that this lives. Let me in see the if audio. I have my receipt. <laughs> I uh, hope this see. lives in the audio archives for for years to come. Inflation isn't real, and I saw this on the on the whole uh, American Psycho meme with him, like with his headphones in. Inflation isn't real. Make things cheaper, or I'll simply steal it. Words to live by. Oh dear God! So, <laughs> is that how much you pay for it? You, so there, you you have when you get the grimace deal, you have an option between a Big Mac or a ten piece chicken nuggets. Oh, you can God. go small, or no, you can go medium. Or you can go large. I was I wanted the most grimace possible, so I went with the large. Jesus. You didn't ask for super size. I'm not Mer- Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> kidding. They don't offer that anymore. So the ten piece chicken nugget large grimace birthday meal is fourteen sixty nine. Jesus. Nice. But what's the shake? itself it doesn't come individually i don't think it's part of the, i think the deal okay so if we can ascertain that what are you getting a big mac and a shake like that's let's it see, you're okay, not getting fries i'm gonna calculate it's, this it's fries it's the shake and it's either a 10 piece chicken nuggets or the big mac so i'm gonna say conservatively 1469 divided by three that is about four dollars and 89 cents that you're spending on that milkshake so a five dollar milkshake yeah my coworker who reviewed it said it was oh. worth five dollars and sixty nine cents for a large milkshake. So you can get the milkshake nice. on its own, and it'll damn near be six dollars. Ten pi- a ten piece chicken nuggets is ten eighty nine. A ten piece nugget on its a own. A dollar is nugget? No way. Oh, for the meal. For the meal. Oh. Okay, oh. I was gonna say, are you mental? So, so <laughs> by themselves, I guess by themselves, looking at the McDonald's app. It's five eighty nine for ten piece nuggets. That's absurd. But anyway, I feel like we somehow made this a whole other episode. Uh, no, we okay. sandwiched it. You see how we did that? McDonald's, McCartney, McDonald's. The Paul McCartney meals coming to McDonald's at this rate. We, we so. made it work. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> see, that'll make me grimace. <laughs> Oh God! We've killed Ryan. You've killed me. You've got. You so, guys have killed me. So does me. this does this mean we have to break up the band? 
one of you has got to be Paul McCartney because if I'm the first one to die, I ain't Paul. I, no, I don't. Us just, I don't care, Andrew. Just... I don't care, Andrew. If he had no shoes on, and and if the walrus was Paul, and if Paul is dead, he didn't actually die. One of us just has to have a girl that won't leave, <laughs> that won't show herself out. Well, I'm single, so. In a twist of fate, it's going to be Matt. Oh, you spend <laughs> so much time on this podcast. <laughs> All right, I guess we're going to be operating at three-fourths capacity from here on out. Left due to creative differences. <laughs> Such a cop-out. Well, I guess this was episode... Also, also, I got to okay. say, just the final point, minor minor diatribe. Oh, yeah, minor diatribe of, a, of 36 minutes. How long was Ryan's minor 30, diatribe? Uh, 36 minutes and 30 seconds. So... Well, hold on. I did have a minor diatribe, but at this point, we've talked, we've bandied back and forth so much. I don't remember. It okay, was so brief, though. The McDonald's talk lasted about two minutes. We're still well over half an hour of Beatles talk, which I'd say is pretty good. Um, I know we can have an entire episode dedicated to the Beatles, but at this point, it's it's past your boy's bedtime over there on the East Coast. So we'll stop it here. Uh Good night, if there's nothing else. Uh, thank you, Mom. Good night, uh, good very... luck, good grimace. <laughs> I guess this was episode 170. Milestone, baby. Mars on Life is a podcast co-hosted by Sebastian Shug, Ryan Mancini, Andrew Martinez, and Matt Fernandez. If you like this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite shows as Mars on Life is available on Anchor, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Audible, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podchaser. Find us on Instagram at Mars on Life Show to keep up with the latest news, episodes, and gratuitous updates on the Red Planet. Have a question, comment, or request? Email us at marsonlife at gmail.com, and we'll promptly get back to you. This show's artwork, titled Happy Mars, was drawn by Zachary Urbrick. Our show's regular intro and outro music is Space Explorers by the one and only Kevin McLeod. Thank you for listening, and always remember, if you keep going, you'll make it to Mars. Mars.